Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, uh, 9-8-21. My name is Chris and I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Howdy everyone. Welcome to the, our main podcast. Hope you guys are all doing good, doing all right. Yeah. You notice how I uh, said the date there? Yeah, you did, did it with numbers or what? You know, I, what I learned in Europe is their sequence of numbers is different than ours. Like in America, it's like month, date, year. Theirs is like date, month, year. And that really confused me. You're just learning this now? or? Yeah, I didn't know that. Are you freaking serious? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you're learning this now. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's just Europe. Is it other countries too? Like, you know. Is that like- metric dates? <laughs> There's no way you're learning this now. Is this just a bit like No, I mean I've I've known it for a while, but like I was definitely way too late to learn it. Like okay. I learned about that maybe like five years ago. Like embarrassingly, like like did you actually have a mistake at one point? Like you saw someone explain you're like, What that's not in March. That's- I mean the first time I saw it I figured it out because the first number was like twenty. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like that. Like it was a not it was higher than twelve, right? <laughs> so I was like, Okay, they did it wrong. So I just like, oh, they did it wrong. But then I realized like, oh no, like everyone does it that way. And maybe we're the ones doing it wrong. That's so weird. We have all these things that we're doing wrong, like feet and like metrics makes sense, doesn't it? Everything's in tens. Yeah. I don't. I think, was it just to like stick it to the royal family when they created America? We're like, we're not even going to use your measuring system. Right. We're going to pretend we have 12 fingers. Like we're just going <laughs> to imagine they're there. <laughs> It was like the guy that invented the new, like, whatever, who was in charge, George Washington, right? Was like, hey, uh, you there, um, everyone else is busy. I want you to create a whole new measuring system unit system right yeah it's like me like it was just some guy right <laughs> yeah and he's like okay and he's like i want to buy tomorrow <laughs> he's like oh man so he stayed up all night and he's trying to figure it out and he's like i i need to measure how long this table is or whatever so he just measured his own foot and he's like okay that that's one foot <laughs> i think that was literally like the uh the folk tale about it right like the myth about how that was invented was like some king yeah. invented it but I don't know why we're doing it now. He's like looking around the room like, what can I use? And he just looks down at his feet. How good are you at uh, converting from like, I don't even know what it's called. Is it like American measure? I don't know what it's called. I I don't know. I think I cannot do that at all in my head. There's no... (laughs) Anti-metric? I know the I know simple things like a yard is close to a meter. Like it's not exact, but I it's close. Is it even though? Like how? It's like what's bigger? What's smaller? Inches, I think a meter is slightly longer than a yard, so it's like a couple couple inches off. Oh, a yard. Okay. If you say but so, if, I, I don't. You could be wrong, and I'm just accepting it. I don't even know. But even like measurement of volume, like a cup, a pint, quart. That, I, I don't know which is bigger. Yeah. There, it's that's our own measuring system, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I can only measure it in like forms of milk. Like I know what a gallon is. <laughs> do you think you could do that milk challenge of drinking one whole gallon of milk? Is it? Is, no, I thought it was impossible. I, I, some people are freaks of nature and can do what people say are impossible. You know, people say that and they're like, yeah, I can do this. I'll drink a whole gallon of milk. And then they, they're like, yeah, I'll prove it. And they have a video, like proof that I can do it. Yeah. And they do it. They chug it. And like half of it is like just spilling on their shirt. But, you know, they feel like they won. <laughs> their hands are up in the air. And they feel like they won- did it. It's totally not true. Um, if you do it like through a straw, then I'll believe it. That sounds Cause, impossible. Cause it's not 
not spilling, right? And it's also a lot harder because you're not chugging it. You're literally sipping it. Yeah. I think maybe that is literally possible because you're. it's not so... Because all the lactic fluid is what's slowing you down, right? It's not just mm-hmm. the volume. I think you could do it if you're doing it at a straw, like slowly. Maybe if you're drinking and peeing at the same time. <laughs> like, do you think you could do it in a day? I'm also pretty much lactose intolerant. Like, I think yeah. I'm not diagnosed, but pretty I much know. I'm... Yeah, I know. I, that's so, why I'm asking you personally. I know I, you're like. I don't think I could do it in a year. <laughs> I uh, I'm kind of lactose intolerant. Like mm-hmm. I know if I drink a glass of milk, it's gonna make me go pretty soon, right? Right. But I, I'm okay with it. It's not like an emergency. I can drink a glass of milk and be fine. But um, I can eat ice cream all day. Like that's not doesn't affect me. I'll get there if I like maybe have the triple amount of ice cream I would of milk. I'll get there if I'm ever gonna drink. Even just a glass of milk, I have to plan my day out. Like I'm not going but nowhere. But ice cream is pretty much milk, right? I, it's like yeah, it's like milk with toppings, and then they freeze it. Like it's cream. It's, Maybe all the artificial stuff in there just buffers it a bit, I see. and I can, I you know, my my brain cannot smart my my stomach cannot smart that a bit. But I don't know. Mm. That's my guess. It's just a all different the story. Uh, all the cookie bits in it gets absorbed, so Absolutely. you don't really <laughs> all the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when you do drink milk and then you're on the toilet, I don't know how people do this. This is before cell phones, but they used to like read, like bring a magazine. Oh, I would take a nap. <laughs> when, I was, when I was a little kid, you know, like it's like perfect height. There's like a door that opens up right in the, like the compartment below the sink. I would yeah. open that up and lean my head on that, <laughs> like with my arm on top of that and take a nap. Cause I was like, I'm going to be here for a while. <laughs> I was trying to segue into reading comic books, but I couldn't do it. No. <laughs> I want to talk about taking a nap while in the toilet. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's the segue. Comic books. That's what we're here for. Let's go. Uh, why don't you explain how the show works? Here at the Reader Copy Podcast, we talk about comic books sometimes in the comic book news and we talk about what's going on uh, in the news and comic books. And then we'll talk about a great comic in the middle. This time we're doing a fun one. It's called I Hate Fairyland. And at the end, we'll talk about our side stories. We talk about when watching, reading, whatever entertainment i think there's something uh, big going on for side stories this week though all right yeah you heard it um let's get into the milk news Twenty twenty was a uh, kind of a sucky year. Mm-hmm. Not much happened, but a lot of things did happen online. Right, and everyone's adjusting. But uh, you know, maybe some of the fun stuff we can carry over even uh, in the future. Yeah, uh, one of the cool things that did happen online was DC's Fandom, and they're doing it again this year. Right, and that's kind of DC's Entertainment's streaming, kind of like a online comic book convention. Right, a good time. Yeah. Um, it was really fun last year. We got to see first glimpses of like Matt Reeves' Batman. Uh, I think Snyder Cut stuff was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got to see stuff about, um, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. So a lot of early peaks at things that came out this year. Um, so I'm excited to see what's coming out next year when we see this second fandom. Um, so we got on this list kind of, kind of a rerun from last year, but still we are getting some more Black Adam stuff. The Flash, Aquaman 2, a.k.a. Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I think we're actually going to get like a full trailer for Matt Reeves' Batman because that got delayed, right? I oh, think it's right. coming out in March now or something like that of uh, next year. Uh, oh, the internet is just like chomping at the bits 
for this, the Batman, because it was supposed to be out this year and it's not anymore. I think it was supposed to be out next month of this really? year. Really? Like, wow. It was should have been out in October this year, but it got pushed back. And so I think people are just like, they want it so much that they're just saying whatever they can about it online, right? And I'm hearing a lot of rumors. Like, I've heard every side of it. Like, the executives hate it. Oh. I've heard rumors like um, Matt Reeves didn't even want Robert Pattinson to play Batman. Oh, wow. I've heard so many things. But I don't I don't believe any of it. I think the rumors I get a lot are the conflicts between uh, Patterson and Matt Reeves, like, in the middle of shooting. Like, the, like oh, yeah. one of them might storm off. But again. And those are rumors that I don't necessarily believe, but it is kind of spicy to think about. Yeah, and honestly, like I don't believe a lot of it because I like both these creators. Like um, Robert Pattinson, say what you will about Twilight and all this stuff. All like he's a great actor. He is, right? yeah. Like literally, like one of the best actors working. I, I'm kind of embarrassed, like just learn about this fairly recently too. That he mm-hmm. like I'm retroactively watching his movies, and he's like yeah. a different person each role. Right. Yeah. And then Matt Reeves, I loved his Planet of the Apes movies, and they just brought a whole new feel to a franchise that we already knew, right? So I expect great things from the Batman. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about the stuff he talked about in the last fandom, like it, it intrigued yeah. me a lot. And again, how he's going to connect that to Gotham Central, the TV show that's going to be on HBO, that got me right. excited. Like, is he building a small, you know, Batman universe himself? I think that points to good things for him that he's yeah DC likes him right his work exactly yeah I'm not worried at all about um, this movie uh, I'm also excited to see finally some real thing real actual footage of Black Adam yeah those just kind of just like fun little animations in the last fandom mm-hmm. right and The yeah. Rock you know it's doing his like you know media self selling to the audience yeah now I think we'll definitely see like at least a teaser at least a real trailer actual footage. And an idea of what this movie is going to be like. Because as of now, I just know the rocks in it. I don't really know. Because Black Adam is like a villain, but also toes the line of hero. So how are they going to do this in the movie? Is he going to start off a villain, become a hero by then? Because the rock usually plays a good guy. Right. Like almost everything he does. Um, are they going to go with... The, the last time he played a villain was when he wrestled Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> that was also kind of like Muddy Waters, who was the villain there or not, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's the attitude right. era. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with the Black Adam stuff, right? Are they going to go with the Venom route where it's, he's, he he kind of was never a villain in that movie? Yeah. Um, but it sounds like with Shazam stuff, he's going to for sure at least be kind of misunderstood with uh, the right. way the um, that wizard kind of saw him, right? Or he, he was like the false exactly. champion. Um, yeah. We do know that the other, um, was it Justice Society characters are going to show up probably. Um, yes. Adam Smasher. So is he going to form his own team that's going to be centered around him that'd be kind of cool to see right yeah i i want to see all those characters those characters are like not the popular ones from dc like everyone knows superman batman but even like black adam himself like people don't mainstream people don't know this character so this could almost be like i don't know like a watchman where you have a quote-unquote justice league of characters that people don't really know right you know what i mean yeah i could see that um it's kind of a blank slate if we're honest Mm. because we don't have to tie everyone I don't know anybody that loves Black Adam. Like, uh, no. 
<laughs> the most I've seen him in was actually, now you talk about it, was the Doomsday Clock comic book. Like he was a big oh, really? proponent of that. So that's what I've seen him most in. And he was kind of cool. And that kind of maybe seen as somewhat of a hero in some eyes. But yeah. I still don't know his approach. Like The Rock playing this character. That's going to be feel weird. Is The Rock a great actor even? you know, The Rock is a great actor when he's playing himself. A rock type character. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I'm also eager to see uh, a character that I know more about is uh, Dr. Fate. And that's, I think, Pierce Brosnan is playing Dr. Fate, right? Forgot about Pierce that. Brosnan? I think that's right, yeah. Okay. One of the James Bond guys is playing. <laughs> no, you're right. I think it's Pierce Brosnan. Okay. okay, yeah. So he is like one of the most powerful DC characters, right? He's almost like their Dr. Strange, if, if not more powerful. Yeah, kind of like an ancient, really, like being. Henry mm-hmm. that helmet. So, I want to see him go toe to toe with Black Adam. Um, also, is it going to be funny? Because it's in the shazam world right so is it gonna have that light feel i mean even when uh the rock was talking about which one should he play it kind of made sense for him to be shazam because he's such a fun lovable guy yeah is he gonna do kind of tweak the black adam character to be kind of also fun because he's not like that right the character is not like that definitely not no yeah even when the rock is doing like the promos for the fandom yeah he's like already like smiling <laughs> a charming likable guy so it's I could see him playing this serious, menacing character, but I'm just going to see The Rock. <laughs> he definitely has it with the size, right? So it's almost like, yeah, it's almost impressive that he could be that likable and be that big like, and not mm-hmm. want to smash somebody. Um, but maybe there'll be a, another side of him in this, you know? What are the odds that uh, Kevin Hart appears? <laughs> Pretty high. I don't know. What is it about Pretty them high. that they just, they can't do a movie alone? <laughs> I mean, that's a good duo, so I'm not really complaining. But yeah, you get one with the other always. What what uh, Justice Society character could he play? Is there anyone in the books? Um, Mister, what's his name? Mister Mixiplex or whatever. Mixiplex. Oh man, is he in there? I don't even know. Just throw him in there. Uh, that, I'm, maybe that might be the right era. That's like a Superman villain, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. Uh, what about the Flash movie? We've seen concept art. We know this is the big return of Michael Keaton as Batman. Oh, yeah. Do you think we see a lot more of it? Or, or is it just going to be more like talking and, and artwork? I think we're going to see more of it. Um, just because I, I don't know how long they're waiting to release this. But they've uh-huh. got to have stuff ready. We've seen stills. They've got to be have enough yeah. like film, film the content to show off in a trailer, a teaser at least. And mm. I mean, they're teasing so much of it, right? With Ben Affleck, like you said, with Keaton. Like, how the heck does that make sense? Having two Batman in a Flash movie, like, and then, right, like, yeah. Also, the look of the other characters, like he has like a big suit on. Is that like a joke or is that like a retro thing? Is it time travel? I, I don't know. It's another. Well, if if at first they said this is going to be like a Flashpoint movie, right? Is Which, it? Wow. It's, I still think it. It's still like that because I think he's going to change time, and that's why like Michael Keaton's Batman appears or whatever, right? Makes sense. But in Flashpoint, spoiler alert for a comic book, uh, the villain is reverse Flash in the end. He It's revealed that he was the villain the whole time. Do you think there is a reverse Flash that appears in this? Um, well, this is kind of really the first Flash movie in this yeah. world. And reverse mm-hmm. Flash is pretty notable since he was in the first season of the Flash TV series for so long. So people kind of know that character. Right. I think that could work out. Um, I don't really know that much of the other Flash villains. Maybe Mir- Mirror Master. Uh, he's maybe okay. the second most famous Flash 
Flash villain. Um, so well, uh, Captain Boomerang, he's a Flash villain. Is he a Flash? Okay, I didn't know he was that notable. I thought he was kind of like the side. No, stuff. it's not notable, but he's a Flash. <laughs> Well, he's dead, right? So that's not going to work out. That's true, yeah. Um, he did. He did. <laughs> um, like this fandom comes out next month, October 16th, I believe. So right. a little bit more than a month away. They're saying we're going to get a peek at Aquaman 2. Um, but today, as the day of recording this, oh. they showed a still online already of Aquaman's new costume, and it's like a dark blue version of it almost. Yeah, what's up with that? Is he um, uh, did he take that maybe from the uh, the trench, right? Because is is that maybe going to be related to the, the Lost Kingdom and the title that they're talking about? Or yeah, I mean, I guess there's just all of Atlantis. What they're talking about with the Lost Kingdom? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know much about Aquaman lore. So even just watching the first Aquaman, like all that stuff was kind of new to me yeah and didn't they kind of find a lost kingdom in that <laughs> first one already like didn't they discover the seventh forgotten kingdom <laughs> was it like when they went to um it's like they went to bikini bottom from spongebob and they found those <laughs> yes. crustaceous like crab people right that that was a big villain right there's two sides of this war right it was Something the regulars like and then the crabs right <laughs> the mr <laughs> crabs yeah that was a uh, that was a sight, right? Like, it was a big spectacle, like, but it, it did mm. veer towards, like, too much CG, just bombastic stuff in your eyes, somewhat. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like Little Mermaid. There was octopuses playing the drums. That was fun. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot more other stuff going to be revealed at uh, Fandom, the second one. Uh, besides, like, the movie stuff, is there anything that sticks out to you that you want to learn more about? Um, you know what? I did not know they announced the next season for Sweet Tooth. So oh, yes. They, they are going to already have... Uh, some talks about that maybe a trailer already for um, the fandom so i'm excited about that um you know what i forgot was happening is the like there's like a jj abrams uh tv series centered around like batman like an animated series cape crusader right yeah i forgot that existed did you remember <laughs> i i remember um was paul dini is that he's yeah working on it too uh is a yeah. Bruce Tim on that? He's got to be, right? Or no? Maybe Bruce Tim. Maybe it's Bruce Tim that's working on it, not Paul Dini. Okay. I, I forget which one, but creators of the original Batman anime series are coming back to work on it too. So, yeah, I, I do remember something about that, but we haven't seen anything yet. I wonder you know, what it'll look like, what kind of stories they're going to tell because Batman the Animated Series and the Batman and Robin series, right? Those ran so long that they almost told everything. Oh, yeah, good so point. I wonder what they're going to do now. Are they going to tell more modern stories? I mean, that would be interesting, but I, I don't know. I think the opposite. I think they're going retro because um, the poster art, again, was this really pointy, like Batman number one right. sti You're style. Right. Uh, ears so I think they're gonna go retro and tell like the old Batman style like maybe even before like the live action Batman TV show like this like really like dark style of Batman okay I don't know if I like that yeah, well, really <laughs> where he's, he's kind of like a, like a Dracula almost yeah eh, eh, okay Not feeling it. <laughs> I, I like it he looks kind of cool we also have two DC video games coming um, we already know about these but we'll probably learn more about Gotham Knights and um, the Suicide Squad game where it's like Suicide Squad versus Justice League. Right. Which one do you, are you more interested in? I'm more interested in the Suicide Squad thing. I think um, the look of the games, like the graphics looks better. Um, but maybe that was just the animations that I've seen, right? It's just the cinematic so far. But um, also, we've got a lot of like the Arkham series type Batman games that feels really similar to the Gotham 
Gotham Knight stuff. Suicide Squad, I'm curious what they're going to do with it, right? Okay. How about you? I, I am more interested in the Gotham Knights game because I liked all the Batman games. I liked <laughs> okay. their lore. And Suicide Squad, I think, are funny and cool. And I like the movie, but uh, I, I'm, I've had enough of their characters. <laughs> they're not the... Uh, you don't think they should take this much of a spotlight as they, sh- as they have so far? Is that it? I know what DC is doing, right? Yeah. They saw what Marvel did with Guardians and they're trying to repeat that with a Suicide Squad, like their version of these like like non-hero heroes, you know what I mean? Right, sure. But it's not as good. Not, <laughs> they're not in space. Uh, yeah. I, I just like the look of it. I thought it was pretty fun. Um, and, you know, I think James Gunn mentioned his idea was to do Suicide Squad versus the Justice League movie. So Ooh, video game, cool. if that can, um, you know, give us that feel, I'm fine with that. And it's, and it's Rocksteady Studios making that. That's a pretty good game, game company. Yeah, yeah. So a lot coming out for Fandom this year. Uh, again, it's going to be on October 16th. I'm sure uh, the whole internet will be watching and then uh, we'll talk about it when that happens. Um, but also happening from DC is the third season of Doom Patrol. You're really into this. I'm really into this. Um, the, the trailer for the, the season three finally came out, not just a teaser. And we're seeing a bit more about what's going on. Apparently, this one character, Madame Rouge, played by Michelle Gomez, um, time travels in this kind of like uh, mole man type contraption tank thing and is kind of like sparks their journey in this season. You say we see more, but I feel like I know less. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. I'm already behind on the series, right? So for me to see this now, it's like totally like out there and weird to the i i just don't i don't know what's going on at all yeah i i that's what i assume people would feel like when they see these random characters pop up um i almost had that same reaction like okay is this going off the deep end are we jumping the shark mm-hmm. a bit here with all this random stuff uh like that does butt monsters i love those things but uh, yeah, what was i thought it was like tremors or something it looked a lot like that maybe like tremors five or something right yeah uh one thing else they're introducing is the uh brotherhood of evil that's what they named them in this trailer last time we just saw them there's that like soldier gorilla looking guy and this brain yeah. that looks like it's um like a vacuum or something <laughs> yeah well, yeah i i don't even know these characters in the comic book so I, i'm even more confused now um and then there's like a sisterhood of something too right the sisterhood of dada now that was kind of a change because there is a team in the comic book called the brotherhood of dada and the leader okay. of that was mr nobody from uh, the earlier season so i'm wondering uh, what they're gonna do here um the weirdest thing to me in this whole trailer is seeing Brendan Fraser in real life. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? I haven't seen like, him in a while. What happened to him? Oh, yeah. You know, it's also sometimes I keep thinking he's in that iron suit, but it's not. It's just like a random guy actor that's doing the whole animation of the robot guy. I keep forgetting that's not Brendan Fraser in there. And I don't think Brendan Fraser could fit in the metal suit if he would try to. <laughs> so he's just voice acting pretty much. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I would, do, Man. do you think that the Mandalorian does that, Pedro? Do you think he's in there all the time? Yeah. No. Okay, same thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Because I feel like... No, I don't think so. You don't think he's in there just because he doesn't have to, right? No, he doesn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. It could be just one... They could just grab any stunt double and put him in the, mm-hmm. the mask, right? Yeah. Do you know Um, in the... Titan show, the actor that played Hawk. Yeah, what about him? He was in the Michael Bay Ninja Turtle movie. I did know that, yes. And when they hired him, I think they said, we're gonna use your voice and your acting. So it's like, it's like it's you, pretty much, right? Right. Like he played a Ninja Turtle. 
And then later they're like, you know what? We're gonna change our. We're gonna use someone else's voice. Really? Right? But we're gonna use you in all like the promotion. You'll come out and do all the stuff, right? And then, um, and then when there was time to do that, they didn't. They didn't have him promote or anything. So it literally like he's a good actor. Like I really like him. I think he's great in Titans. But it's like in the Ninja Turtles movie, like they literally could have used anybody. It sounds like they did they literally use everybody else. Like yeah, I, yeah, I feel really bad for him. Like they, he did like hella work and no recognition for it. So was he even like in the the cast at the end of the movie? Like was he credited? His name was in credits, but I mean, like no one reads that. Like I, I didn't know he was in that movie until I watched the interview with him. Definitely, I didn't know it was him, right? Right. It, it's just like a CG thing, right? That's yeah. That sucks for that dude. <laughs> yeah so i'm just saying like whenever you don't see the actor's face like if it's a costume or something like that right uh it's not the real actor yeah i i knew that actually i learned that at fandom that he's not in the costume like i, I don't know why i assumed he was they had like a separate actor that they accredited to being in the suit like in they said like in person cliff steel or whatever <laughs> uh what if it'd be funny if like in person is like daniel day lewis <laughs> He really knows the role of a human brain inside of a robot body. Yeah, we just uh, we just don't like his voice. <laughs> we want more of a Brendan Fraser voice. <laughs> uh, he's doing like method acting, like he's actually wearing a suit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Well, this is more DC stuff. DC's like people on the online. It's like you either hate or love DC, and I feel like people move back and forth all the time, right? Um, yeah, when it comes to the entertainment, movie, and video, TV show stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, uh, Justice League was garbage, but we want to see the Snyder Cut, but we hated BVS. So it's always like kind of hypocritical stuff. <laughs> it's more than just that stuff, though, right? We're getting TV shows now that are quality. Yeah, yeah. honestly, I really like Titans. I want to get into this weird Doom Patrol stuff. Uh, but in the end, like, I'm still more of a Marvel fan. Fanboy. Yeah, that's always going to be no, a thing. No, fan, fan man. I'm a man. Fan man. <laughs> I'm a boy man, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Marvel also announced recently their new slate of, like, brand new comic titles so switching over to real comic book news now right uh if you want to know what's going to happen i always say this if you want to know what's going to happen in the movies read the comic books because marvel pulls almost everything from their comic books and they announced eight new titles for their marvel comics in the next coming months so starting from the beginning we have one event called devil's reign apparently in that kingpin is the the mayor and it's centered around some characters like daredevil electra captain america iron man spider man and fantastic four so like the new york based heroes right going up against kingpin um i really like daredevil yeah so i like it when uh it's like his because it's like devil's reign is a title so i think it's centered around daredevil yeah Hell's i really want to yeah check this out um i i need to catch up because i honestly i'm behind in a lot of marvel comic reading me too I, i'm not gonna blame myself for that it's just like i'm i go into phases when i want to stay up to date or not i'm not in it right now i'm gonna now. blame you i'm gonna blame you though why <laughs> i'm not caught up all right uh, it's my fault th that's coming out in december of this year also coming out in december is kind of like a nostalgia title avengers forever right i think that is a reuse of the title i think avengers forever yeah is already a storyline mm -hmm. um where they kind of pull avengers from different times and make a team right yeah there's a spin on this version though uh the writer jason aaron is pulling avengers from different universes different multiverse avengers to form a team i see uh one we know of already is a character known as 
Tony Stark, but he's an archaeologist, and his superhero name is Invincible Ant-Man. What? <laughs> so that's cool. Um, again, more multiverse stuff. Uh, I really think they're getting a little too heavy-handed. You don't with like multiverse it? stuff. I'm just saying, like, yeah, we get it. You're, there's, you could do whatever you want if you have multiverse stuff. I get it. Um, and that's leading into what I think is their real big event for uh, the year. It's called Marvel Timeless. Okay, so what's going on here is we're still dealing with Kang the Conqueror. And apparently he's trying to protect the main timeline. He's a hero in this case. Right. Um, Kang doesn't like it when he doesn't get his way. And I think other timelines are trying to destroy other timelines. And now they're getting into the 616 timeline, which is like the main Marvel timeline. So Kang, even though he's a villain, he's the one that has to like fight off and save the 616 main timeline, the sacred timeline, if you will. Because uh, it's the one he's like worked hardest on. Right. He's he's trying to conquer something that's in his name, mm. and he wants to protect what he's conquering. Right. That makes sense. Right. Uh, what I'm interested in is uh, an X-Men title, but it's based upon Wolverine. You know how um, House of X, Powers of X came out? Yeah, of course. Um, it was actually House of X, Powers of Ten. Right. That's right. So the X stood for ten. So this title coming out, just like that, it's kind of like a duality. This one's called uh, Ten Lives of Wolverine, and then the 10 deaths of Wolverine. So, okay. They know what sells when it comes to immune stuff. Wolverine sells. So they're yes. going heavy-handed into that. You love it when he dies. So we're going to kill him nine, 10 more times, right? <laughs> Sounds like... And then also coming in January of next year is a new She-Hulk title. Now, this makes me believe that She-Hulk, the series that's going to be on Disney Plus, will come out maybe like a month or a month and a half after this title. Uh, so like I'm thinking like mid-February, early March, we'll get to see She-Hulk on Disney Plus. You're thinking this is kind of the drum up advertisement, right, with their own comic book. I could see that. Um, I haven't read much She-Hulk, but I am interested. Uh, we got a Fantastic Four title coming out from Dan Slott called Fantastic Four Reckoning War. I think the um, the synopsis of this is like the after effects of Secret War, I think. Oh. And how the Fantastic Four have to like deal with that. And that's why it's like Reckoning War, right? It's like returning. Um, because this is Fantastic Four and just like She-Hulk, do you think by this time next year, which is like Q1 of 2022, we will know a Fantastic Four movie will be coming out, like announced and maybe, maybe even cast? We know one thing is that um, the director of these Spider-Man movies will be directing a Fantastic Four movie. <sighs> I think uh, I think what I don't know about that. What I think it points to though is that Secret Wars might be something that they're gonna try to do in live action, right? So mm. because this is building off that again, more multiverse stuff for you. Actually, loving <sighs> so much. Why not have your universes fight each other? I just have a short attention span. <laughs> I don't have much patience for dragging on stuff and like just rehashing stuff. And um, after Loki, it's like okay, I get it, multiverse. And now it's like what if and and then Spider-Man and Doctor Strange is like, I get it, multiverse. Yeah, they're digging at home. I, I I don't hate it as much as you do. I, I think it's going to be great. Um, last thing on our titles here is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Now, I think that's going to be a kind of a fun combo duo title that's happened in the past. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, is this going to point to they're doing a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur TV series or movie in the future? What do you think? I could see it either, maybe not its own series, but appearing in a future series. Like, uh, I don't know, just popping up in whatever, th the 
Thor Love and Thunder, maybe something like that. They have an appearance, right? Either that or an, am- an animated series a la What If. I could see that. Okay. I have no idea what these characters are like. Uh, I know like this is a girl with like skates and then a, t- a T-Rex apparently is like the duo. But, yeah, but he's red. He's red. Yeah, that's that's a change. Uh, I do know Dive Dinosaur is like an older character that he's got his own title. Still don't know his vibe though. <laughs> you know what's funny is um, the little like promo artwork they have for it where they would have the creator names it's like covered and it says top secret so i think that is either really going to be a cool surprise maybe they're pulling a writer that's never written for comics to do this or something like that or they just don't know who's going to do it yet (laughs) it could be that it could be one other thing it could be a celebrity writer if they there's someone that wants to do that i i don't know if i love it when that happens apparently um what's her name emilia clark has a new comic book out the uh oh really mother of dragons yeah I, th- I think it's called like mom or something like that something mom of dragons mom of dragons yeah apparently that's a, a new thing she's putting out i think image I'm not, I'm not sure what company but yeah yeah well we have an idea of now where marvel comics are headed at least until early next year a lot there's still man multiverse stuff uh and and like timelines and stuff but i also think it's like like promo for what we're going to see on screen as far as like Marvel. Right. I think so too. Also, like we mentioned, there's Wolverine stuff. I'm wondering if that's going to point to them being pretty heavy handed using Wolverine when we get to X-Men stuff live action. Um, Probably. Yeah. Honestly. Like, yeah, probably. But this is what I heard. Uh, if we're again talking about rumors and speculation, um, Spider-Man No Way Home will be the doorway for all Sony characters to be in the MCU. It'll open up uh, even their old Spider-Man movies, even those like uh, obviously we know Doc Ock and all that. Wow. Stuff. But it's just like it's a way for them to connect. Right. So they can have uh, an easy way to just like throw whatever the property they have together. Intermingle. Right. Yeah. And then Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange 2 will be the doorway for Fox, previously owned Fox properties to get into the MCU. So X-Men, Deadpool, Fantastic Four stuff. So like at a future time in, in the MCU, almost literally. Literally everything Marvel ever created for movies and stuff will have a connection. That's what everyone wanted, right? Everyone wanted just everyone to have it on the MCU. We're pointed that way. Sony's still like half in the door, right? Yeah. But yeah, I just think multiverse is the, almost like a cheating way to do it. A cop out is, is the word, right? Yeah. It's just like an easy like catch all. Like, yeah. Uh, you don't know how this connects? Multiverse. Well, if you're Marvel, you're not going to stop now. And multiverse works if you're trying to loop everything together. Just mm-hmm. don't make it cheesy. You know, that's that's what we all just want to avoid. Yeah, I guess. All right. I, whatever. I'm sure I'm going to like it in the end. So right. just, I'm just complaining now. <laughs> I don't there's no reason to complain. That. So, everything's been really good so far when we dig into multiverse stuff. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for the comic book news. I'm looking excitedly towards fandom. So uh, I could get more Batman stuff. I'm Bat- Matt Reeves Batman trumps everything Marvel so far that I've wow. seen. So I'm super excited for that movie. Huh. I want to see that. Vengeance. Apparently you're a Batman fan. Oh, okay. Learn something new about you every day. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, and even on Spotify. Do all of that and also find us on all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Let us know what you guys are excited about. DC, Marvel, let's debate. Let's talk about something totally different now. Let's get away from DC and Marvel. Let's talk about a comic book called I Hate Fairyland. Thank you. 
So we've been doing a lot of like action stuff recently. I mean, we've done Bloodsport, Taskmaster. I mean, even Shang-Chi is like, you know, kind of like a spy martial arts type of thing. So I thought let's do mm-hmm. some funny, goofy stuff, right? Shake things up. Yeah. Something more lighthearted. Lighthearted, right. Right. That's a good, good phrase for it. We are doing I Hate Fairyland. Uh, <laughs> that is a, a image comic uh, that company published around October of 2015, fairly recently. Um, and we're just going to be doing the first four issues. Uh, and the whole run of the thing is about 20 issues already. Um, I think mm, the story's okay. done and they're doing like, you know, side stuff. But I think it's not a continuing series, really. I uh, never heard of this book. Oh, really? It's always been in my periphery. It's kind of like one of the funnier things, and you know, yeah. you take a look at. Um, the trade is called Madly After After. So that's the trade we're reading from. And I've, I know this um, artist and writer. So this is one guy doing the the written, the story, and draw the comic. It's a uh, Scotty Young. Have you heard of him a lot? Uh, no. Really? Oh, okay. Have we done one of Have we done one of his books already in the past? I I don't think we have, but um, I think he's kind of a, a popular name in the comics world. But he does definitely have a style of art. Yeah, right. It's kind of like uh, maybe like Looney Tunes style, kind of cartoony, right? I like it. It's pretty. It's fun. weird because um, it's weird to say a comic book looks like a cartoon because all comic books are drawn, but this comic book looks like a cartoon. Absolutely, I think I think that's what he's going for. Um, part of his past was he worked on the comic book adaptations. Of the Oz books. That's the, like the, the Wizard of Oz comic book adaptations. Oh, not the HBO series Oz? Not that one. No, no, no. Very different <laughs> world. Um, so one of those comics, Wonderful Wizard of Oz, actually won an Eisner and uh, was a New York Times oh, bestseller. Cool. Wow. Yeah. So pretty popular stuff. And um, yeah, th- I think that drew a lot of inspiration or maybe like motivation for him to make um, this comic book that he made today. Kind of maybe commentary on that. Um, he's also done the uh, Rocket Raccoon solo series, and he's, it's kind of also in this style. And he was like, yeah, I want to kind of give a Looney Tunes vibe when I'm making that comic book. And you can see that too. I'm Now I'm, I'm more impressed that you say it's only one guy because like the artwork is very good, I think. like it, it's, it's really good. And the writing is also pretty funny. So usually you don't get that combination when someone is an artist and writer. Like maybe you prefer one thing over the other. But I think both in this book are very good. I think he has like a specific tone he's going for, right? With the, like the black comedy. It kind of mm-hmm. marries the two in his style, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, he's famous for doing variant comic book covers, and his style is like having like the Marvel covers, but like baby versions of the characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've seen him a lot. I think his most famous is maybe like the the baby Deadpool one. Oh yeah, I think I've seen that a lot. Yeah, they, they, yeah. The, the, his uh, comic book covers get get kind of pricey too. Um, mm-hmm. So like this is kind of inspired by again like Wizard of Oz. Um, if you've ever um, maybe play the board game Candyland, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, and when you dig into it, it gets into maybe some heavy metal stuff. Maybe that's a, a surprise, but you'll see it down the road. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like um, Eek the Cat. Do you remember that cartoon? What is that? Are you just throwing all these you know, cartoons the cat? at me? What about, uh, what's the Cowardly Dog one? It- Courage the Cowardly Dog. I agree with that. Courage. It is a lot like that. It kind of looks like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it kind of looks like, do you know Rocco's Modern Life? Yeah. Yeah. I'm- I've watched a couple episodes of that yeah. and the style. Yeah. Yeah. So 
so cartoons, you know, it looks like that kind of. But then it it can get kind of gruesome, like kind of uh, Ren and Stimpy ish. Yeah, definitely Ren and Stimpy vibe. Um, there's like even one character I was like, is that just Ren from Ren and Stimpy? But no. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into the story now, we are centered around this girl called Gertrude, and she's this little girl in a a pink dress, and her room is all just pink. Everything she's got green hair. Um, and she kind of has like Shirley Temple type hair. You know, she's like, like a, a a little kid that just is enjoying herself, having like a, a tea party with her stuffed animals. Yeah, she's probably like six years old or something like that. Yeah. And there's kind of like this narration monologue thing about her explaining what happens because it kind of just dives right into it. She kind of gets pulled into this like fantasy fairyland. Yeah, she gets um, pulled into this like portal down in her room. Just the portal just shows up. And she is falling through the sky. She's like, you know, like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. (laughs) Kind of abrupt there. And then she just crashes down into this magic kingdom called Fairyland. There's like, like you said, like, there's like fairies, of course. But there's like all these like, like, I don't know, like weird creatures and stuff. It's like um, almost, it reminds me of almost like a a Mario level or something like that. (laughs) Okay, yeah. There's there's castles uh, in the distance there's um even like the sun has like a face on it so like everything is like anthropomorphic right everything has like a a personality there's there's rainbow bridges um blue skies up above and it's just so playful right like all these different Mm -hmm. magical creatures unicorns elves and they're kind of scared to see this girl just fall to the ground like uh this is not oh really a warm welcome but hello and the main uh leader of fairyland queen claudia is there to welcome her her gimmick is uh she's kind of she kind of looks like clouds like her hair is all white looks like clouds her dress has like like cloud shapes on it and i guess she's like the leader like you said she's the queen and she's uh saying welcome to fairyland you are the prophesized visitor here guest of fairyland and you uh are gonna go on a quest throughout fairyland to find the magic key to open the door back to your world it's really funny here because uh gertrude like remember she like fell from the sky so her like arm is like broken and she's like bleeding everywhere <laughs> and like when the queen greets her like the first thing she says is, like am i dead <laughs> she's, she's kind of scared like her arm is totally broken the bone is out it's kind of gruesome here in, in the midst of this like you know magic kingdom um, and Claudia assigns her a sidekick, um, Larry Wentworth the Third, and he's this little fly cartoon character with like a top hat and tuxedo. Obviously, a nod to uh, Jiminy Cricket from uh, Pinocchio's, right? Oh, okay. I didn't put that together. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like a bug sidekick in a suit. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, and the like, Gertrude just got there, but already she wants to leave, right? So the quest that she is is to find this key, which will unlock like the door so she could leave fairyland otherwise she's she's kind of trapped there and uh larry the fly has got the map for her to go on her trek and so the adventure begins cut to 27 years later she's still in fairyland looking for the key (laughs) it's a hilarious time jump 27 years but no one ages in fairyland gertrude still looks like a six-year-old child but she is like 
cussing as much as she can. She's like in a grown adult stuck in a kid's body, kind of just like barking at everyone and angry because she's trying to get out of here. She's like an old woman now. Yeah. It's funny because she's like trying to curse, but all the curse words are changed to like a muffin hugging or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> fluff. Fluff you. It reminds me of um, The Good Place. You know, The Good Place, the show. Oh, yeah. You couldn't curse on that show? Yeah, you couldn't curse on it. But uh, like even just like the setting where everything is like pristine and happy, but the main character is like this person that just kind of like hates it and wants to get out. Oh, yeah. It's pretty, pretty close. Okay. I see what you mean there. She's, again, just trying to read this map, but she can't put it together to get out of here. Um, even there's like a narration per issue. This one uh, narrator is the moon of Fairyland, and he is detailing how this little girl stuck in his body cannot find her way home. And uh, Gertrude's like, "Fluff you, guy!" Like this moon, like she's barking at the moon. The moon has like this human face on it <laughs> that she's just arguing with. And everyone's surprised because everyone is nice in Fairyland, right? So when Gertrude yells at them, even the moon is like, "Whoa! Like what did I do to you? Like why?" are you like so pissed off or whatever right and Gertrude doesn't care she's like literally like flipping the bird to the moon guy just like I can hear you you're talking about me like stop talking about me or whatever so uh she, she just take can't take any of it so she gets a cannonball and shoots it straight into the face of the moon and the moon goes kaboom its brains its moon brains go blasting out the back of its head <laughs> This book, though it is drawn like a cartoon, is definitely not for kids. Like the, the first couple pages, like faces are blown off, arms are broken, and like it just—it's like those hyper realistic drawings too from like old cartoons. So like, oh yeah, it looks very gruesome. And um, you know, she's she's so happy with herself that she killed the moon, right? Uh, and then she notices the stars have faces too in the sky and they are witnesses. So she rains hell on the stars and this just like mayhem as these star um, entities kind of just get ripped apart and they go falling down to the fairyland. You know what's funny is um, how Gertrude is like this really angry like woman in a child's body, right? Yeah. Larry, who was like a nice fly bug like assistant character over 27 years of being with Gertrude has turned into like this like smoking like over it I don't care anymore kind of a character kind of like dead eyes like uh, alright that was a bit much you doing all that yeah <laughs> And so as these stars kind of rain down onto Fairyland, they fall onto Queen Claudia's castle. And she can't believe that her lovely stars in the sky are falling bloody to the ground, even like smacking on their face because they're dead. So she realizes this is, of course, that little girl Gertrude just running amok. Uh, and she just she can't believe that Gertrude can't figure out where to find the key and figure out the quest. But apparently she just, this green haired girl sucks. And she thinks that, oh, I kind of want to kill her yeah she's ruining fairyland right like she thought this girl would be here find the key and leave right but you know over two decades later she's still here and causing havoc on fairyland and in fact, we catch up with Gertrude now, and she's gone to this place called La Fungus, Las Fungus, which is supposed to be a play on words for Las Vegas, right? right? And of course, La Fungus, everything there is like mushroom themed. Definitely like looks like the Mushroom Kingdom in Mario. Oh yeah, uh, even the uh, the cops of the Las Fungus are hunting down Gertrude because she stole a bunch of money in the casino, right? In this fungus casino, they have all this like mushroom capped heads right there, like with the red toadstool type mushroom 
costumes. They have this like electric frog that uses a gun to to taser Gertrude, and she goes like electric shocked and is under their captivity. Uh, the person in charge of Lost Fungus is like this big slug. Like he's literally like almost like a Java the Hut kind of slug, right? But uh, he has this uh, tattoo on his chest, all a Tupac that says "Slug Life." I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I think so. He's like he's a rapper slug character. I think he kind of looks like Biggie a bit. Um, and he explains he'll let Gertrude go, uh, be released if she can just figure out his riddle. Right? It's like magic stuff. Right. Riddle you, you get to pass right. through. And he goes into this all sprawling riddle, like all these different mentions, different things. Um, I'm not going to go through all of it, but it's obviously like indications of what's going to happen in the story. Mm-hmm. And Gertrude's like, uh, oh, I figured it out, right? Come close, I'll tell you. And uh, the slug guy is like, what? You figured it out? Like, no one could figure this out. So he leans in to get the answer. And as he leans in, Gertrude instead like grabs his chain around his neck, the slug guy, and like jumps behind him and like it's starting to like choke him out. <laughs> Yeah, I got a riddle for you. And she's just like wailing on this slug dude. All of the mushroom cops try to take her down, stop her from fighting the slug. And then she just decides to go and eat the mushroom heads and just like breaking off the, the heads of these cops and eating them like their food. And like more of these mushroom cops barge in, like it's like an army of them. So to get away, she jumps out of like the window of the building. <laughs> it's just like know, like a Fast and Furious or something. And outside is the fly like... Uh, um, Larry, her helper guy, and like a flying pig because it's like fantasy, right? right? And she jumps onto the flying pig and because she ate the mushroom, right? The mushroom police, she ate some of their heads. She's like tripping out right now. <laughs> right, she's on a mushroom trip and Larry just looks like a bunch of colors. Like she's going on the trip. <laughs> she's like, let's get out of here because <laughs> she's tripping balls. <laughs> and so um, they're flying on this pig, wing pig, and she just keeps talking like in the text bubbles like blah 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 and finally they make it to ice cream island and they're like thank god she can stop just saying blah repeatedly because that's actually what she's been saying is blah 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 <laughs> it's funny because you they get to ice cream island you think it's going to be like this really cool fun place but because it's ice cream like she's freezing like she, they're both like covering their uh, arms together like because they're all like frozen right and uh, so they have to like build a fire just to stay warm they're looking at the map again uh larry keeps it, the map inside of his magic top hat that he can pull out like he, it's like a, one of those like endless bags in uh, harry potter where he can keep anything in there right and they're like trying to map out where to go okay and we're gonna avoid over here because i don't want to die i don't want to get killed or anything and then out from behind comes this barbarian type character again like very tall big dude buff guy and all these swords behind his back maces axes he's like well that's what i'm here to do is to kill you exactly right this guy is hired by the queen to kill her so that she can stop messing up fairyland already and again what i like about each issue is they start off with a new raider kind of updating us and where we're at this time it's this little inspector mouse detective looking guy reading off from a book talking about where Gertrude is. Uh, This little girl is on her trek um, and he has to replace the moon because the moon died. So he's going to have to be the narrator. Yeah. But just like the moon, Gertrude's like had enough of this character 
and she slams like this like you know like the big uh chalice of beer right and it's revealed that they're at like a, a tavern or something right and she kills the mouse by like slamming the beer on her and then it's revealed like what happened with that barbarian character that barbarian's head is just sitting on the table like he's already <laughs> dead uh, gertrude already killed this barbarian that was trying to hunt her down his kappa was detated <laughs> And so she's kind of just drinking her woes in this little tavern, right? Um, drinking uh, out of this like sugar ale, because everything is in this world is just sugar, right? It's, it's like it's like an elf where everything right. is just just sugar. And um, as she takes a sip of this drink, she makes a wish, wishing that she was just normal for one day. And then she transforms magically into like a gigantic mess of tumors because apparently everything yeah. in fairyland is sugar and it's all she's been ingesting this whole time for 27 years yeah so she turns like this because she wishes that everything would be normal and the like the beer that ale that she's been drinking is wishers ale meaning we drink it and you wish something and it'll come true so she wanted to be normal so she turned into like this giant tumor monster because all she's been ingesting was sugar this whole time when uh, of course the magic of fairyland was keeping her like a little kid this whole time unchanging uh, we catch up with claudia now and she's uh really disheartened to hear that that her uh barbarian character was not able to take off gertrude's head and she's like again like had enough with this girl like how the hell am i gonna kill her because she can't kill uh gertrude herself as the leader yeah so she again has to hire someone else this time instead of like a big galoot barbarian she goes darker and she finds uh a witch and it's funny uh, the way she contacts the witch is through like a crystal ball and i thought this was really funny because when we see the witch in her like hideout she has a crystal ball and it's like it's like ringing like a phone <laughs> ring ring so then she grabs it and she's like uh hello and then she's explaining the, to the witch claudia that you know i need to get rid of this girl gertrude she's ruining my world and i need you to like take her out by any means necessary and so uh, this evil witch uh horabella she's a uh, flying on her um witch's broom and it's kind of like a motorcycle broom that she's like jetting on right and she's trying mm. to get to fawn valley that is a, the uh like the woods where all of the half uh, half goat half people live like you know like uh, Mr. Thomas from Narnia yeah this is pretty much Narnia area absolutely and so Horabella the witch gives an apple to one of the fawn creatures here and he he eats it and he instantly turns into this like a uh, zombified version of himself this goat person it revealed that he was not eating an apple he was eating actually a zombie brain yeah which turned him into a zombie catching up with Gertrude now so we find Gertrude, she's in the middle of the guts of a giant, and she's been on a slang spree killing these gi giants in the, the mountains. Um, apparently, she was supposed to pay a visit to the Tickle Trolls, but what she's been doing is killing off these giants. Like, there's a bunch of these giants throughout the valley, and they all have, like, a hole in their chests because she's, like, literally like, killing them and digging out their hearts looking for this key, right? But she had it, like, all wrong. So, like, she killed all these giants for nothing. And uh, I think what's really funny is you see the sun in the background, and, like, like the moon, the sun has a face. But it's, like, hiding behind the mountain because it's, like, scared. Terrified of what she's doing. 
And all of Fairyland is kind of scared of this girl, this little girl. And um, so again, her quest, she's just getting sidetracked here and there. She has no idea how to get to this key that she's looking for. She goes like to the town and it's like a ghost town. There's no one there. Like usually this place would be full of like the fun uh, people, right? And it's empty. So she goes inside one of the restaurants and she sees those uh, fawn creatures, but they're like that first one that's like zombified. Now they're all like that. She just wails on them with uh, the gigantic axe she got from the barbarian and chopping off the heads off these fallen people uh, making a way out the tavern now she's like all right great i can uh, go about my way when to reveal there's just a whole town of these fallen people and we just get like wider and wider out of the screen and we just see this sea of zombie fawn people it's literally like everyone in the town is a zombie now and she's trying to fight them off uh there's maybe too many for her to just like kill with an axe so uh larry the fly opens his hat and it's like like that bottomless hat right coming out of it now is like a giant dragon and he like breathes fire on all the zombies so no dice for claudia um horabella did the job tried to kill her off but was not able to kill gertrude so claudia is like all right horabella you're no use to me now um, and so she has to go to the uh, to the wood and talk to the council of elders. Like she's going to the top of the food chain now. Like there's no use with anybody else. She's going to the most powerful to deal with Gertrude. And there's this gigantic tree that uh, has a face on it that she's talking to. His name is Bark. And they get into like an, uh, an argument about who uh, is kind of like more ancient, right? When the, the tree is saying, I've seen many leaders like you. And he's kind of being a little bit protective just here like looking down onto claudia because uh she won't give up the secret password to get into the council of elders inside of the tree it's funny because the password is just pizza yeah straight <laughs> it's up. not anything special and he's like okay that's the password you can go in and the entrance is actually through the mouth of the like the tree so she kind of like floats in there and we see the council of elders and it's kind of like the leader of each kind of like race or species in fairyland like there's like a clown guy there's like a wizard guy there's like a bear in a suit <laughs> it's like one of everything so she's trying to make a case for killing off gertrude right she can't again kill gertrude herself because she can't kill any guests um and this, the tale is that the guest is supposed to find the key uh, to the door to get back into the human world. But it's been 27 years now and Claudia's saying, well, what if we had a different guest to find the key? What if we let someone else in here and find the key? That would make uh, Gertrude a resident of Fairyland and I could totally kill her. Exactly, yeah. If someone else finds the key and leaves, then Gertrude can't leave. She'll be not a visitor anymore. And the Council of Elders, they vote and they kind of just unanimously, yeah, let's let's go ahead and, and let someone else in here so we can kill off this girl. Now, we see uh, Gertrude again with Larry. She's running away from like this giant, um, what do you call it? Like a minotaur? A centaur. Or a centaur? I can never tell which one's which. Um, but it's like a dude top half and like a horse bottom half, right? Yeah, with a, with a unicorn too. <laughs> Chasing Gertrude with a bow and arrow. Gertrude runs and it's like one of those like log bridges in between like two cliffs. She's running on that and it breaks in half and she falls way down into the valley um, and she's like flat there on the bottom and i like this sequence here because it's like four or five pages of larry just waiting for gertrude to awaken and she never wakes up like she's pretty much dead here right like knocked out at least larry builds like a little tent next to her and then it becomes like a house and then later like he has like a family and kids <laughs> just showing like how long she's been like knocked out because gertrude is like still hasn't moved from this spot she's even like growing a full-on beard 
And it, it, I don't know how long it's been, but it's been so long. And then she finally wakes up to find uh, this other girl in front of her singing. And this other girl says hello, and she's like kind of bubbly saying, Oh, hi there. I'm happy. That's that's actually the girl's name. It's happy. Her experience is like the exact opposite of Gertrude's. Like happy is is there. She's wants to be there and she likes it. And but Gertrude realized, like, oh, if this girl finds the key first and leaves, I'll be stuck here forever. And so Gertrude, she's just trying to take the head off this other girl with her battle axe and pounces on her. But Happy kind of just thinks this is fun shoots out a rainbow out of her hand she's got like powers like a like a care bear right she shoots out a <laughs> yeah. rainbow and uh pulls gertrude all the way back it's funny when we see where gertrude landed she's like through like a tree and all the branches are like it's like through her face right <laughs> really gruesome it's funny because like happy's like yay we're like playing and like pushes gertrude away and then when she lands it's like it's almost like a moral combat fatality or something <laughs> And so she's like, she comes back to life little moments later and she's still broken up, guts are everywhere, trying to walk, get back up on her feet. And so Larry just um, does a magic trick on her and she comes back to normal. And now Gertrude knows that Claudia was uh, sent up another guest in here to uh, outdo her, right? And Gertrude does not want to be stuck here. She's like, okay, I have to deal with the person that did this. So she uses Larry who has like a magic mirror. Magic mirrors are very popular and fantasy stuff oh yeah mirror mirror on the wall <laughs> and she goes in, she goes into like this mirror world and then we see claudia back at her castle who's also looking like at a mirror and she gets like sucked into that mirror world too so that uh gertrude and claudia are like both here and they can like talk to each other and they're just like having an out here right they're barking at each other they know they hate each other and explaining that happy is going to make it out of here and you're going to be stuck here. So once uh, Claudia leaves, um, Larry's like, well, what are you going to do? There's no way you're going to defeat the leader of Fairyland, right? The one thing you could do, like get the seven evils of doom to kill her. And this was just kind of a throwaway thing. And Gertrude's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, uh, we see Happy, and she's going on her journey just like Gertrude was going, but, like, everything's, like, going right for Happy. Like, she's befriended all these creatures, and she's, like, easily going through her journey where Gertrude was, like, struggling every step of the way. For uh, 27 years, right? So it was a long time. But Gertrude decides to go to the evilest parts of Fairyland, into the, the forest of doom to find the trees. Um, she has to fight off all of these like rabid guinea pigs that are hunting her down. And uh, like all these like horrible places to get to the darkest parts of the world. There's like an island that is shaped like a skull, and the top of it is like this like black castle, right? And to get there, she has to like go through like the river of sticks, almost what it looks like. It's like all blood, yeah, instead of water. And she finally gets there. She kills like the guards right away just to get in, right? And it's almost like in um, the beginning of Thor Ragnarok when we see Surtur on his like throne. Oh, right. It's like that. We see like the like the evil demon character here sitting on his throne surrounded by like skulls and skeletons. This is the realm of skulls. And on top of the throne is uh, Darketh Deadith. <laughs> so it's, it's a straight up like suit of armor guy with just skulls everywhere. That's his aesthetic is skulls. Okay. So uh, this Darketh character is 
explaining that his power like he if there's anything in the world that he do, wants to no longer be he has that power and that's what Gertrude needs pretty much is to, to get rid of Happy and to get rid of uh, Claudia right for her to finally get to the key right and what he does is he opens like the floor beneath her it's almost like the floor cracks open and just like she fell into fairyland she's now falling into what's almost like the opposite it's like she's falling down into hell so she goes smack down to the ground there and then uh, turning her back she sees this kind of like kind of looks like Ren from Ren and Snippy type of character kind of a goofy looking guy with like a red nose saying hello but as the zooms out we see the shot this character is just like the tip of a tongue of like this giant like demonic monster right <laughs> so this is literally like she fell down to hell and you would think like she'd be scared but instead she's like she's like more pissed off than ever <laughs> right it's like gigantic big demon is about to eat her um, so that's where we're gonna kind of leave the stories Gertrude in the this like bowels of hell um, trying to get out of here trying to just find the key and get back to a world so it's a it's this middle of this world is kind of like a, a dark comedy right in the midst of fairyland which should be so like rainbows and clouds and all that but it's mixed up with this girl that's kind of just stuck here trying to get out of here and uh, jokes everywhere do you know that South Park episode where they go to uh, imagination land or yeah. imagination world or whatever it reminds me of that it's a lot like that where <laughs> it should just be uh you know easy going world right but they get like real people in there and it kind of sucks for them yeah and then i like how it's like a twist at the end where she's been like traveling through fairyland for 27 years she has to go through like hell now to get out of it like it's it's already been bad but now she's going to like somewhere even worse <laughs> yeah she's uh she's going on the edge for it to, to i mean she could just continue on in her journey to just get out of here right try her best but she, instead, she just wants to kill all people first. Mm, it's like it's like a race now to get the key because Happy is almost there. So I thought it was pretty funny, and I really like the artwork in it. I think uh, the artwork is both can hit like the cartoony fantasy stuff, and yet still in the same style, mix in the really ugly, gruesome stuff in it. Sure, I mean it's almost like a juxtaposing, right? Seeing that in the middle of it, like bloods and guts in the middle of con candy mm, stuff. Yeah. Um. I again, I never heard of this book before but when i was reading it for the first time for the show like i thought it was really good yeah i thought i thought it was pretty fun I'm curious about uh scotty young's other stuff um curious about that rocket raccoon of course because i like i like guardian so much have you read any more of this story uh not yet um i think it's kind of a fun pickup read i don't think i need to stand the pulse of the story i can just pick it up every so often and continue on with the story mm -hmm. right um i'm liking it so far yeah yeah i might i might continue on uh it's only you said it's only 20 issues it's only 20 issues so far and uh, i think there are spin-offs already though okay yeah so uh it's not that it's not too much you could definitely finish it so i might i might continue on go for it yeah that was i hate fairyland you want to get into some side stories yeah i got one for you I'm assuming we're going to talk about the same thing. That's right. Uh, I'm assuming Shang-Chi, right? Oh, I was going to talk about Certified Lover Boy by Drake. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I want to talk about Shang-Chi. You want to go first? Yeah, I mean, so let's try to be less spoilery in the beginning here, right? Yeah, um, spoiler-free at first. At first, my initial impressions throughout the whole thing, I thought it was amazing. Like, I loved it. I think it's um, in the top half of Marvel movies. How about you? Were you, were you like, surprised how much you liked it? Yeah, I think so so i think i was a little bit uh i don't think it's the best marvel movie but i i, it's, I think it's up there i also really enjoyed it but i 
will say I'm not surprised. I thought it was going to be great, and it was great. Um, I put it up there with like I don't know, like Black Panther, Wow, Guardians. Those movies are like the best Marvel movies, I think. And I think it's like just behind those. I agree. I think I think around there too. Um, pretty much the same spot. Um, I thought the action was awesome throughout the whole thing. Like there's kind of different flavors yes. of it, right? Don't you think? Yes. And then the, the humor was on point. Yeah. Um, I've never seen uh, this actor, Simu Lee. That's his name? Yeah. Liu. I don't know how to pronounce the last Sim, name. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen, never seen him before. I've seen his face. He's in this actually, uh, this Netflix show called Kim's Convenience, which mm, I, I, I never watched it. It's supposed to be a Korean thing, but uh, I think it's Chinese, right? So I don't know if that's all right, but with Hollywood nowadays, <laughs> but uh, he was in that and he was kind of just a, like a brother figure in that role. Yeah. But I think he did very good in shang chi me too um but uh the actor that played the mandarin i should have looked up the I actor have names his name okay, what's his name tony luang i think he is a standout in this and i think forget marvel this guy should be in more hollywood movies uh undoubtedly like this is where i was really surprised was like kind of his like restraint in this such a powerful character right, right? yeah so cool yeah so uh, uh, so I was like kind of my jaw was kind of dropping his, in his acting you said it was funny uh, I agree Aquafina has some good one liners and and uh of kind of like a comic relief but not just that like she also plays like a, a supporting emotional character towards uh, Shang-Chi I agree uh, I was wondering like as a society are we kind of done with Aquafina's comedy like she's kind of like everywhere it feels like with um, you know like uh, Ocean's 8 and uh, her like Comedy Central show I don't, I don't really like it that much but I was like laughing at the whole thing I don't think she, there was any joke of hers that I did not like you know I, I really like Aquafina I don't think I'm getting tired of her i think uh i'd rather see her than same old other faces in comedy i think she uh deserves more roles um it's still aquafina yeah but i i'm not tired of it she is again showing like they said like a bit more dramatic aspect to herself i think what was mm-hmm. that one uh movie she had farewell i mean she did a good job in that too that was that was a really good yeah, movie yeah that was a really good yeah Kinda, yeah, yeah. Um, that wasn't this movie it wasn't the same movie <laughs> <laughs> that was a prequel to this one <laughs> Um, what did you think of like the CG stuff? Because uh, there's some CG stuff. As we, of course, every movie has CG. But do you think this one pulled it off well? Yes, I think it did. Um, we're getting to it later, but the spectacle at the end, I love that stuff. I thought it was great. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Um, okay. and the CG throughout this the movie, there's nothing blaringly bad. So I I enjoyed it. I liked the the look of everything. But did you find anything you're like iffy about? Uh, yeah, some. I don't want to spoil too much about it but sure. some maybe i wasn't into uh if you missed last week's episode check it out we talked about a shang chi comic but uh razor fist like i get it it's kind of a silly character idea a guy with a blade for a hand right yeah um and it was cool to see him like in the scenes that we saw all the action stuff but he is still like a silly character if you think about it like even in the movie i'm just like this is a weird character <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess it is kind of ridiculous. You don't, you don't really bite on too much of his, like, anything to make him stand out as a person. He's kind of just like a, a thug, like a henchman, right? So mm-hmm. you kind of lose yeah. that aspect of the character. Maybe some other Marvel movies, um, they don't waste any characters. Maybe he was a bit of a yeah. waste. Now, this is the first Asian superhero, I guess, even anything, right? Like, what's the... Before this, what do we have? Like, Bruce Lee and Green Hornet? Like, that was it? Yeah, as far as really, like, superhero comic book stuff, yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah, martial arts movies in the past, they're pretty much superheroes with the stuff they're doing. Yeah, that's true. But did you feel any like pride watching this? Like, oh, finally Asian recognition in movies? Or uh, to you, is it just like, whatever, like, it's still a movie? That, that was the big question I had before the movie, right? Because... I don't know about you, but I am Asian. Um, and <laughs> I was uh, wondering, am I going to feel it? But the thing is, it is kind of centered around Chinese uh, culture, right? Not Asian in general, right? So I don't know if I sure. related to it on that level as maybe uh, black people did with Black Panther, right? Uh, okay. You're saying all black people are the same? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? Like, I, it's weird to me. This is almost not even about Shang Chi or anything anymore, but it's like weird to me. I'm not against it, but it's weird to me when people are proud of their race. Really? And like they, like, I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. But your race is not something you chose or achieved. <laughs> you were just born that way. I right? did it. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, I, I, this is what I chose. Right. But I celebrate when a person achieves something or there's something that they chose and it was the right one or something like that. You know what I mean? Like when someone graduates, that's a huge accomplishment. Great. I'm proud of you for that. But when you're just like, I'm Asian. Yes. Asian culture. I was like, yeah, okay. You didn't, didn't chose that. And then like when other races want to celebrate other races culture, I think that is something more in a way, like I respect more. <laughs> oh, wow. Because they are open to doing that. They're going out of the box and recognizing. Yeah. Yes. I'll just say like i have family members that uh you're watching like an american show or whatever and they might be like oh hey that that actor's filipino or something like that yeah i'm like why yeah but what that doesn't matter that that now you like the show more why should that matter right <laughs> yeah I, I i don't like the show more if it's good it's good if it's bad it's bad but like you know what i mean <laughs> I guess. I think it's like when you do see yourself, when you are part of the culture, right? And then you're like, all right, we did it. We got a Marvel movie. Like, you're, you're, <laughs> come on. Like you, you're, part, you're part of the effort to get the us as a team to get a Marvel movie. I don't know. I mean, okay. So, like, yeah, Shang-Chi, I think, is a very good movie. Yeah. But I like Black Panther better. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. I think it is just a better movie, right? There's this maybe the storytelling, or I, I don't know what about it, but it, 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 no, everyone's gonna compare it, right? Because they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, this culture got a Marvel movie, so it's kind of also they're wondering like yeah. because Black Panther was so big, they decided to do a, a, a Chinese centric movie, right? Yeah, and also like money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> And yeah, so do you? Do you not feel the the pride, pride for, it? for it? Yeah, pride. No. Yeah, I don't care. Like, no. Do I think it's a really good movie? Yeah, of course. I I really liked it, and I recommend it. But I sh I okay. Here's what I'll say. I should not have pride for it because I did not work on the movie. <laughs> Okay. You know what? So I, I don't have pride for it. You know what? I've, I, I've pride for it more that I'm a Marvel fan. <laughs> that, that, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay. I know that was a rant. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I really like it and I want to talk about more spoilery stuff now. <laughs> okay, let's get into it then. 
Um, Where do you want to start with the spoilery stuff? Um, I thought the Ten Rings stuff was very cool, and what it means for Marvel moving forward is interesting. Uh, I liked um, all the little Easter eggs that we see. Like in the oh. trailer, we see uh, Wong fighting Abomination, but there's more to that scene that kind of leads like into some questions about where Marvel's moving forward. Oh, what what, what was that? So should we just dig into that moment specifically? There's Abomination. They're fighting, and then the portal that he opened up is that what you're talking about yeah because it, it's like a pretty much an underground fight club for like supernatural stuff right yeah and they're fighting each other but the scene continues and they're like it was almost like a show like they were buddies it's like wrestling and then yeah it's like wrestling and then uh wong opens a portal and you can't see what they're going into exactly but it looks like almost like a lab or like a science or high-end facility or something and then they both go in together and they're like talking about something so in my head it's like I think this might be like Thunderbolt stuff. Already. Like it's in the background. Interesting. And Wong is like helping them or something like that. Well, I mean, it was already strange to see Wong in the scenario of an underground fight club, right? So like what else is he doing yeah. when he's not hanging out with Steven? Right? Like, I mean, yeah. even in the Spider-Man trailer, he goes to do something else. What is he going to do? Um, exactly. I think Wong in the background of all these things is is doing something else. Another project. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a side project. He's got a side yeah. story. All right. Yeah. He's making his own album. <laughs> a solo album. Uh, okay. I, I, I thought maybe that was just where they're holding Abomination and he's a prisoner right now. And then like, because I forgot what happened in Incredible Hulk. Like what happens to Abomination? Did he die? Is this the same Abomination and he just looks a little bit different? He, I don't think he didn't die, but Hulk like pretty much knocked him out for the military to apprehend him. Yeah. So I thought maybe that was just a, um, a raft type military prison that they're putting him in. And Wong just kind of likes him. No, so he breaks they, him out they, every so often to fight. I don't I don't think so. Because in the way they walked in together, it's almost like they're buddies and they're almost like fronting when they're doing the fight. Like it was fake. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. They they were talking about like holding punches, right? Yeah. So I guess, I guess maybe, you know, he didn't they didn't really sneak into that facility. They were kind of just walking yeah. in. So maybe, you might have something there. Yeah. I do like What else did you uh, like in, in Shang-Chi? Um so the 10 rings we didn't talk about it yet, but like his like Tony Luang's his character. Those rings were awesome. Like the way they so used cool. it, like at point it's like a whip, at at point it's like a force field or just like yeah. a super strong punch. Uh, I yeah. didn't know they're going to be this creative with the effects of it. Cause I was like, what are they going to do with the powers? Right. It, you know what I like is when he uses it to like propel himself, like he shoots down into the ground and you can jump super far. Yeah. That, that was pretty cool. Like he's jumping the, through that, that lake or whatever at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, and then there was like Pokemon in the movie <laughs> when we get to, to, <laughs> to Talo. Like I love all the, the, this movie is like, I think it's a mix of three movies. Okay. It's a okay, mix of Mulan. It's a mix of uh, fantastic beasts and rush hour. I think, <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think Chris Tucker here is played by Aquafina, right? <laughs> And the Fantastic Beast Pit, those those were like Pokemon, those things in Talo. Like, uh, there's like nine tails, right? That's a Pokemon. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and those are the, the lions. What do you think of those lions? Lions are cool. They're awesome. Um, I, I will say, if we want to talk about negatives now, I do think it got, it went from like kind of not really grounded, but kind of in the real world and got very, went all the way to the you know, fantastical by the end. Absolutely. Okay. I know, I see the criticism you're drawing, right? Because should we just get yeah. into the very end? There's the, those, I thought the first dragon, that white kind of greenish dragon was pretty cool. The protector. The water yeah. one. 
one. And and the then protector. the Dweller of Darkness that broke out. Yeah. I like the look of it. I know it kind of doesn't fit. You don't like it? I don't like it. It's, it looks weird. It, it does look <laughs> weird. It is actually it looks more like a Digimon, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I see why you like this movie so much. It was so, so good. Um, I thought it was cool. I mean, it maybe got too CG at that point, right? Because of when he's like kind of beating it. Uh-huh. But I get the story they're trying to tell. It's like the yin and yang of uh, of Chinese culture, right? That's like a big uh, mythology sure. thing that they're trying to tell. Yeah. Um, well, another thing I didn't like is uh, Death Dealer oh. was very cool and then just thrown away. Yeah. It, it, they, they almost did him like Taskmaster, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, really cool looking in the trailer. And then uh, the reveal or the death was just kind of meh, right? I almost missed it. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that was that was kind of a weird moment to, to kill him off, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying there's these things took away from the movie for me to enjoy it. Still enjoyed it a lot. Um, maybe it was too long, maybe. Oh, really? Mm. I think the fantasy once they go to Talo like it got like that maybe could have been maybe a little bit more compressed I agree there um, um yeah I, but it's a long run time for this movie was it I didn't I did not know that I think it's over two hours wow okay I thought the um that bit where they got to Talo and there's kind of a lot of exposition that could have been yeah. crunched down a bit right I, I like seeing the spectacle and the fighting there um, I mean the, the the fighting between the two sides, you know, uh, Mandarin side and then the Talo people. It didn't look that big, like a big action scene, but it was kind uh-huh. of just like the f- second, the climax before the climax, and we get to the dragons. So yeah. that's fine. Um, how about that's like connection to the other stuff, the uh, the Mandarin um, Ben Kingsley's character in the yeah. thing. Did you think that was kind of funny? I, I liked it. I thought it was funny to bring him back again. Major spoilers. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, like I didn't realize he's gonna be there the whole time. Like for the rest of the movie, when he appears, like for the rest of the movie, he's there. And it's I don't know. Like I didn't need him. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't need him. I thought he was kind of funny um, with his slattery character, whatever it was. Um, you know, people also did not like his role in Iron Man three with the whole bait and switch of uh, Iron yeah. Man three. I don't mm-hmm. get it. Like it, that was a story they're trying to tell. I liked it. Yeah. It's just Iron Man people wanted a Mandarin, real Mandarin character, right? And they sure, didn't yeah. like that. They didn't get it then. We're getting it now, and uh, he's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I liked. I also I liked that they brought him back um, because it's kind of like you didn't like this fans, and we're gonna rub it in your face now. <laughs> you just hate fans. <laughs> just don't want i don't want fans to have control over property yeah okay yeah. let the movie makers make the movie yeah that's why they're paid the big bucks <laughs> but I, i'm saying a lot of negative things i still think it's a great movie i still think it's like you said one of the better marvel movies um and i think what it's leading into if we want to talk end credit stuff maybe all right uh we see wong come come back and talk about the ten rings because now that shen chi has them and he's saying like uh now that he used them for some reason, it's like calling out to whoever made them. Somebody. Because calling out to somebody, maybe not whoever made them. Okay, yeah. Do you have any theories about where these Ten Rings come from? Um, I think we might be like connecting to like the darker side of things, right? Maybe like the many angled ones. Uh, I think Shiba Goyath is showing up in um, maybe Doctor Strange. And that Dweller of the Deep already is kind of like a Cthulhu type thing in the comics. Like It looks more like a like a octopus face, right? Yeah. Instead of 
bat, whatever he was. Um, so I think maybe it's like a different darker dimension. Maybe they come from because the way like um, the Mandarin, um, yeah, the Mandarin, the, the uh, Ten Rings guy just kind of pick them up. I think they might already have like evil sense to them. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like when he uses them, they're like blue. When Shang-Chi uses them, they're gold. Right. Right. Orange. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why they change color, what that represents. Um, and they say like Mandarin guy had them for a thousand years, but they're way older than that. So in my head, it's like this probably is celestial stuff. It could be. Yeah. I mean, again, Eternals was coming up. Um, I kind of don't want it to be that. I want it to be more magic stuff that's still really old, but not celestial in that realm of celestial stuff. That's what I, my okay. hopes are. But yeah, they kind of look like celestial metal, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen Eternals. <laughs> so we'll probably get a, a reveal in like the end credits of Eternals that will connect this to that now and keep going. So we'll see. Um, another thing I want to talk about with Shang-Chi is uh, I like how they made Aquafina the love interest but i wish they took it further they didn't they like went up to the point but they didn't fuller make make her the love interest yet i agree um i was also like questioning once i was done with the movie like was she the love interest or not or was it just like a, a close friendship Ugh, i was wondering why why they did that yeah. i was wondering do they do that with the other marvel movies like i guess like um no they don't with like chadwick boseman and lupita they don't really kiss ever they're romantic like before the movie started right yeah i think honestly though i think it's because they want a love interest but they want to leave the door open in case a more leading lady is available for the next one. So I, it sucks, but I think I think they should have went all the way with it and made Aquafina the official love interest, and they're more than friends. But they they didn't go all the way. Yeah, I always thought that I thought that was kind of weird. Um, I'm wondering is, is it like like the way Hollywood treats Asians too? Like again, to go into that, like I know like with Jackie Chan, he never had a love interest in his movies. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's true. Like apparently. Yeah, but I mean, like it's cause yeah i mean like those are kung fu action movies you know what i mean like i don't it's yeah. like it's every other genre has that yeah i guess i i honestly think it's just because they don't want to put all their eggs in one basket meaning they don't want to rely on it being aquafina because she is not a leading lady actress uh that kind of sucks yeah hmm. i mean they, yeah I, 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 I wish they would they would just be in a relationship in the movie like um i guess jane foster's like coming back so she's gonna have a bigger role but they were like officially like a thing in the, in the movies right yeah, so I know I'm saying all the bad stuff about the movie, but I really liked it. So I loved it. Uh, there's way more cool stuff in it than than bad stuff. Um, also, it's like it's an origin movie too, right? And yeah, most of the Marvel origin movies are in the bottom half. I think are not very good. Um, mm-hmm. Like the older stuff, the Captain America, Thor. I thought were not great. Um, I think Ant Man Two is better than Ant Man One. Uh, Captain Marvel wasn't perfect. Um, and then Black Panther kind of was not an origin movie, even though it was his first movie, right? So I think yeah, as far as origin movies, I mean, this was like the high, like the best one, maybe. Really, I I consider Black Panther an origin movie because we don't know anything really about Wakanda yet till that movie, and that is introduced. So I still think it's an origin movie there, but uh, I think this is very good. I I want to say I thought they solve the formula to make a good origin movie as far as not make it too origin based you know what i mean not too explaining this but 
uh, yeah, you said Captain Marvel. That wasn't a great movie. Uh, Doctor Strange 1 was good, but I don't, I don't think it's great. Yeah, agree. Yeah. So they don't always make the best like first movie, but I think this is definitely one of the better ones. I, th- I think the origin movie, there is a formula to it where like the main character discovers a world. Like, And I think Black Panther kind of knew that world already. Um, sure, okay. This one I thought was like, did it perfectly. He's brand- well, it's how low <laughs> stuff he didn't, he didn't really ex- know that yet, right? Yeah. But he knew his dad and all that and relearning that stuff. I bet if this was like 10 years ago or, or the 90s or something like that. Yeah. The way they would have told the story is Talo would have been saved for part two. Why do you say that? I think Marvel now realizes we need to almost like fast track the storytelling of these movies so we can get to the big Avengers movies quicker. Oh, they have a lot of stuff of content to do, right? So they don't have to hold back so long. So you're saying? Kind of, yeah. Like we know people want to see the big crossovers, but we can't just go from like, oh, Shang-Chi is just this martial arts guy and then throw him into Avengers. We have to introduce all this fantastical stuff right away. So that way when an alien invasion comes and Thanos comes or whatever, it's not like weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're throwing a random dude in the mix uh that's kind of what spider-man kind of experienced right for for this version of him but again that's spider-man so maybe that's that's a different deal um i don't know if i told you this but i watched this this twice already i watched it uh on on saturday morning also um and i had to like i had like my 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 breakfast while watching the movie and uh my traditional breakfast hot dog (laughs) and reese's pieces (laughs) Uh, so i had a great time watching this movie um, you know, I'll I'll say this before we go. Final thoughts. Yeah. My favorite scene. My favorite scene is a flashback scene, and it's when uh, spoiler alert: the mom dies. Right. Why that scene? So not that not the scene where the mom dies, but leading into that, uh, the Mandarin finally puts the ten rings back on after not being a bad guy for a while. Right. Oh yeah. All right. To go get revenge. Right. And it takes place in like the eighties. Right. And Chung Chi's still a kid, and they go to like a Chinese restaurant restaurant and like that feel an idea like it's like that was like my childhood like i feel like that i have memories of that feel and environment maybe you are Uh, proud of this movie (laughs) uh i'm just i'm not proud i didn't make it but uh it definitely hit nostalgia for me because i remember going to like a chinese restaurant and having a bowl haircut oh man yes yes (laughs) at at certain points in our both of our lives we had bowl haircuts (laughs) And then, and 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 the, that scene in the movie too is really cool because Mandarin finally is like for years of holding back, he kicks ass again and he's taking names, right? Pretty dope. Um, and he even pulls off the roll of just, sleeves. Yeah, that's so cool. Like. <laughs> The way the costume design is for that time, I was like, I know that time. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't there for that, but I know what you mean with the feel. I recognize that feel. Yeah. I mean, like, my dad had friends that looked like that. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah the, I'll, I'll, I'll give this movie like an 8.75 so very good yeah I, I guess I'd put it there too just below maybe the best of the Marvel movies but pretty dang good mm-hmm. again Tony Luang was the standout I felt like he had this like sternness but never raged out like never was like angry or vicious at certain points and like, he had like cool style throughout the movie even with the retro stuff even with the ponytail yeah, at the beginning like of the it. movie <laughs> 
yeah, I, I do want to watch it again, so maybe uh, we'll wrap this up so I can go back to the theater. Sweet. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right, guys, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, you can find us at all major podcast platforms. And if you really want to help us out, please leave a review. Um, and the best place to do that is on the Apple iTunes podcast page. Just search Reader Copy. Do all that and find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find us there at the Reader Copy Podcast. Um, let us know what you guys thought about Shang-Chi. Was it, was it your favorite Marvel movie? Is it the best one? What are your thoughts? Let us know. Don't forget to catch us on Monday again for the recap of the next What If episode. But until then, Daniel, could you please hit us with an outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. All right. See you guys. Later. Later.